Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. We're super excited to welcome back singer-songwriter Liz Lenton. We first met her back in uh, spring of 2019 with her album Game of Faith, which also had a game, like yeah, cards and <laughs> like, it's cool. Um, but she is back with her band as well, Auburners are Band. Um, but she is back because her new EP is out called Favorite Mistake. It is out ever since April 28th, 2023. And I encourage you to go to our website, find her on Spotify, number one, Liz Lenton and Auburn, uh, but go to Instagram, Auburn Band UK, and also go to her website, auburn.org.uk. So welcome back, Liz. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very well. How are you? <laughs> Good. Every time I think of you, I think about Prosecco. You know, that's how we first <laughs> met, right? On. <laughs> Every time I drink Prosecco, I think of you. Oh, well, gee, well, we should, someone should open a Prosecco winery for us, just Prosecco. We'll just go there. I and, think you know. I overdid the Prosecco on, um, in lockdown, so I'm kind of on the orange squash at the moment. Well, that's good. That's always good to get to the healthy part, right? I know. I think that's the thing, the lockdown, like so many of us did things we weren't supposed to. Oh, yes. It was, it was not the most productive and certainly not the healthiest time of my life. <laughs> well, it's still not the healthiest thing for a lot of us. You know, it's like for us, we were go, 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 keep going, keep going on yeah, the road. Yeah. And, you know, now it's like um, you weren't really taking care of your body while you just, you know, <laughs> ate gummy bears and M&Ms on the road while you were driving. That's not necessarily the healthiest thing. I but... know, but I think everybody got in that, oh, well, I need some some vices. I need some treats. And then it was sort of, you can only buy essentials. Everyone was like, right, M&Ms are definitely essentials. Or Montezas oh. or whatever your favorite Oh, one. my gosh. But yes, oh, speaking of M&Ms, I had some <laughs> friends. My best friend um, from high school and when we were in, in South Africa together, she lives in England now. And she came to the States. So I got to see her a few months uh, this past summer. And she brought all kinds of treats that we've been missing for years. She brought Nancy like a bag of crunchy bars and I got Marmite and then we've got some friends in Maryland. Marmite. They went to Scotland. They came back. We've been, yeah. And so I, I am loaded with Marmite. So I'm the most happiest person on the planet. Oh, and people think I'm weird. You don't like it? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, it doesn't really go with Prosecco. I'm just going to no, say. No, it doesn't it. go well with Prosecco. That's true. No, no. But I'm really excited about your EP, uh, My Favorite Mistake. And uh, everyone, I want to just let you know that uh, if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, you got to hear that favorite mistake, uh, the first track to the EP and the title track. And we'll close with Sweet Dreams, which features Sanka. Um, and those of you on Spotify, you're going to hear it too. But the rest of, you know, everyone just go get the EP. That's the best thing. Or go to Spotify and you can listen there too. But yeah. I'm very excited. And favorite mistake, um, this <laughs> this EP seems very um, intimate. It, it like takes you through intimate thoughts. And, <laughs> and I think we've all kind of had those experiences and you need to let those experiences out at some time. And sometimes it's like, Come on, man. Did that really, did you have to be like that? But, oh, no. <laughs> um, it was very, it's a very album. A very intimate, like yes. very pers personal. As I was writing, I was very insular. I was also very emotional. There's all sorts of stuff going on. And I was realizing that I was, that's how I process what's going on in my head. I'd started having therapy just counseling just to kind of mm -hmm. get my head straight 
post-lockdown for the first time, actually, because I have a lot of close family and friends. I've always talked out my issues. But I went to counselling for an, a specific thing that was bugging me. Um, and it re and I realised that I processed everything through writing songs, not oh, wow. necessarily the truth, the whole truth. It's, you know, it's not that they're, they're true autobiographical stories, but I just realised that I processed my feelings, and my emotions through writing. Um, and so these are, I suppose, because I was kind of going through that process at the moment and spent a lot more thought about what I actually was saying and whether I really dared say it or wanted to say it, you know. So, and I was working with mentors, songwriting mm -hmm. mentors, um, which was really helpful to kind of keep me down to earth, <laughs> stop <laughs> me using a metaphor in every single line. I live, but I realize <laughs> I can barely speak without using a metaphor. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, you know, I think it's something, well, songwriting is such a creative process, you know, and it, and it, there, it takes you to fantasy land, even if the subject is truth, right? You yeah. can be right. You yeah, still it, go it, into this place because you're not in that space then, but you're feeling those connections. And, and when you listen to, you know, favorite mistake, <laughs> when I'm listening to it, I, I, you know, you can connect. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and if you don't have that, that emotion to it, but you're really real. I mean, it, it's very, um, as I say, you can immediately connect. Um, with the songs on there and I think that to me is very important as is dynamics dynamics that's something that you know in the last time you were on the show we were playing your music uh, game of faith is the same thing you're very very tuned in uh, regarding dynamics Thank did you. any of that change for you working with these different songwriting mentors because I, I think that's something you've always had is well, amazing dynamics. Uh, at first I sort of started and I did the initial training that gives you you know, various, not formulas such, but, you know, plans, little things to follow, checklists, that kind of stuff. And I got a bit kind of confused at that point and, you know, felt like I was kind of writing nursery rhymes a bit in my head. And then I was chatting to um, uh, one of the mentors, Jeff Franzella, actually, he's a great uh, composer, lovely, lovely guy, brilliant mentor as well. Um, an amazing piano player. He does these occasional hour-long onlines. You've got to check it out. Oh, does cool. everything from Mozart to blues, and he's cool. mind-blowing. So, and I, he would sort of, you know, I, I, I'd take in my ideas or my songs, and he would just sort of guide me through, you know, the process of being able to be truthful, really, and just help me say get rid of all these tools he said just do what you think and then when you're pretty much there then you can go in the toolbox see if anything needs tidying up and that mm. really helped me because everybody writes differently and I just kind of struggled with this kind of idea of writing to a method um right because you, you're pros you're 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 um yeah <laughs> you're, yeah you're very real so it's kind of like you're downloading this information right yeah. it's same as a photographer it's like if you know they talk about this in writing books too in articles and you know we write articles do photography film all that stuff and it's really hard when you have an idea to suddenly someone says no you need to start editing now and I'm like <laughs> you you don't don't yeah. do that exactly. it's like take exactly. the photo and I've learned Take the photo when you've got that opportunity, even if the lighting sucks, if it's the only chance yeah. you have, you better take it because there is such a thing as Photoshop. There are all these other tools that can fix things 
but do what you have in your heart and soul then because that editing thing sucks man that, yeah that's i hate it put. that's beautifully put that's exactly how it felt and that's exactly what happened so now i take my shitty shot <laughs> <laughs> and I just with my banging old guitar scratching away and I'm two o'clock in the morning groaning into my phone um and then you know a few weeks later hey I got a track and then I get together with Tom in Nashville once I've I've got it because it, it was these songs evolved they mm. started as songwriting assignments so I was just to write a song either I think one of them was from a title I think one of them was, I can't remember, you know, but whatever, we were given a kind of brief. Um, oh, we had to write one song all about love without using the words love, which was quite oh. an interesting one. I'm sure there's one in there. Um, <laughs> but um, so they started, then the next part of the process was like, now produce your track. I'm like, ugh, I hate computers. I mean, they're, they're a necessary evil. So I had to learn how to use logic and I started recording. Oh my gosh. I know it was a learning curve um but at the time it was quite good because I was on crutches so sitting in front of the computer was working well for me <laughs> so I started recording and then again working with the other mentors bit up, up a bit down a bit and then um I started inviting other people to kind of play on the tracks and now stuff was being sent all over the place to um the Australian drummer and to somebody in London and somebody else in Cardiff and some, I can't remember who everybody was. Oh, and then um, a guy that I met at the gym who just happens to be a virtuoso piano player and the sweetest kid you could ever meet. He popped over to do some piano and it was just, and then I sort of got it to the vibe that I wanted, finished all the vocals and then sent it all off to Tom, my producer in Nashville and said, can you please do the guitars again because I can play but you know Tom is a virtuoso guitarist I'm not um so please do the guitars and mix it and that's what happened and awesome. that's it kind of came together with this weird process <laughs> but but it's cool you know because you know a lot of times you know when you have downtime you know I know you went through some surgery and then at the same time COVID stuff you know all of the lockdown and all that yeah you know, it's it's better to do something, take the constructive time to improve. And, and honestly, I don't think there's any career where you don't go and expand your knowledge. And Absolutely. there are tools out there now. And I think it's important. I don't care, you know, what you do. If you don't go and learn a little bit more, were you really glad that you did it? Oh, my God. I have learned so much. You know, I've been teaching music and composition right. and songwriting you know, for the last 20 odd years and, and before. And, um, and uh, although I've always done CPD, I've always gone to courses and seminars and events and workshops just because I love them with, with a lot of my, my peers in the education, artists in education. I do a lot of work with, as you know, in community work. And, um, and so for me, it was, you know, the obvious kind of thing to do really. Mm, is to go yeah take that time and and be yeah. constructive with it well I yeah. love the EP I, I mean I thank we love your music so it's like yeah <laughs> I was like Liz is back it's been a while good you go go and it and you have more coming out so this is just like the start of it it's like the yeah of this it, is right? the taster this is the starter um so I have four more tracks that I'm working on now that were um all written around that time as well I wrote most of the songs together 
Um, so I'm sort of working on the last this next four, and that'll come out in another digital EP at the end of the summer. And then I'm going to be writing between now and then um, three or four more songs, depending on what, how much we can actually fit on a physical vinyl, because it's going to come out on vinyl. That at is the end exciting. Of the year with everything. So yeah, I'm quite I, excited. I love that vinyl is, you know, making this great comeback and it's been bit by bit, but it's so, um, I know Jack White is doing so much to kick other people to do it. Like, come on, even major labels. He's like, you're the ones with the money you need to invest. And if you could do that, it would cut the cost down for so many people. If you would actually do it, I'm trying to yeah. be as polite as I can about it, but it's true, <laughs> right? It's like, no, it's totally true. And, and it's so expensive to do. That's why I'm going to have to build up, yeah. um, you know, orders really throughout the year to be able to afford to press them, to be honest, at the end of the year. But I really want to do it. Now, that's exciting. And so <laughs> you're working with the same band. Uh, Auburn is the same band. Uh, Tom in yeah. Nashville, that's you, yeah, you work with in before. Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same core people, but with a few recent um, additions and some I'm not going to say old, but long-standing. Now, Sanka, tell us about that, because that was a cool combination, yeah, the two Sanka of you. That, so that cool. worked out really good. And this is so strange. So this is, Sanka is actually my niece's best friend. They've known each other since school. And wow. they all hang out and they live in Nottingham, which is about an hour and a half for me. And it's, it's, you know, it's really urban. I, um, I'm in rural, absolute, but fuck nowhere. But he, they're right in the middle of, of urban. And it's got a really cool music scene. And um, he's a rapper. He's got his own project that, that he does. And it's all very kind of streety and urban. But he's just, I've known him since, you know, the last 10 yeah. years or so. And um, he's just really cool. And we decided, I think they were over here. And he just started rapping on some of the stuff that I was doing, just kind of in the room. And so, so I was like, right, I'm getting a mic out. <laughs> Let's do it. And uh, and he did. So now we're going to be doing more material together. And hopefully he's going to be doing some of the gigs with us as well. That's awesome, because I think there is a, a misunderstanding of rap music for a lot of people. And, not, and I think that you've done a really good way of bridging that where both parties can enjoy it. Singer, songwriter fans, and then rap fans can go, oh, this is a different sound, something new, and it bridges. And I think that's important in music that we don't go, oh, I don't listen to this. Well, it's true, actually, because when I first sent it to Tom to work on, and he was like, do you know, Liz, he said, this is so cool, this kind of root scene. It is cool. Because uh -huh. I'm like, do your thing, do your thing, don't feel, you know. And he said, this kind of rootsy with R&B mix. He said, I've never worked on anything like this. It's, he loved it. I really, it's one of my favorites, really, because I think that it, like he said, you, it, it is rootsy, but it's got the rap. And it's like you guys are playing off of each other very well. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see that live. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're going to be definitely yeah. doing that live. Oh my gosh. So, wow. So things open. So tell us about this. You're going to be doing some, you know, touring in the summer. What? Yeah. Really, at the moment, we're just booking in a couple of festivals and we're hopefully going to be doing a little mini tour again for the next release. So that will be sort of September, October, but we're just going to do a few festivals in the summer as kind of warm up really and get together gigs. Cause um, with my Auburn UK, I toured with Gus and Pat and uh, Eden, you know, the, the, my touring gang here. Um, we toured 
uh, in the November last year. So oh, okay. we've not had a chance to um, get together with them yet with the new material. So that's going to be fun. That's exciting to do new, you know, get get new things out there. And but yeah, yeah. you know, it's so interesting from the pandemic from a lot <laughs> of the musicians. I know they're like, OK, yeah, we did the live stream. We did this. But really, as a band to go back out and perform, it took like some dusting off, like just uh -oh, even yeah. the communication on stage. Kind of like when I look at you, that that means you need to play this note now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, don't be late. You know, I'm yeah, looking because... at you. Do you remember that look that I used to give you years ago? <laughs> Honestly, we called it the last tour. We called it the Open All Inclusive because we just felt like we were on holiday. It was just, you know, out there at last on the road all together. We were like the little, we were like the Waltons. Honestly, it was, you know, can I have Elizabeth? Can I? It was just. <laughs> We've never, I don't think there was one bad word on the road on that last tour because everyone was just so grateful to be doing it again. See, but that's the thing. And for the audience, I remember we were, um, it was the beginning of the pandemic after the crazy part of the lockdown, right? When you don't set foot out of your house, you're going to die. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just when you think of it, it was like so sci fi, right? It really oh, no. was like it was. And we, here we all, but you know, Nancy always says, you know, the aliens come then maybe people will start to be nice to each other because <laughs> we have to be united. And here it yeah. was, COVID. And we looked at each other and went, okay, well, maybe this will be a positive. Nah. Not for long. Not for long. It was nice. Every, well, no, because people were fighting each other in the grocery stores for toilet paper. Uh -huh. Like, it's my square. You know, I'm like, I don't know. tear it. I, it I mean, I, I, isn't that crazy how we get, like, we go from being nice to absolute bonkers and then then it's and I don't know but anyway we 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 were in the <laughs> lockdown lockdown and the, you know we travel full-time which is you know the pandemic we're like holy crap now what and we were in Grand Junction Colorado it was May 2020 May and um of a beautiful park there Colorado National Monument but anyway we're downtown they have like something like 300 pieces of public art in this small historic downtown wow. And I'm trying to photograph it, get it all done. And there's not that many people, you know, so it's kind of like your photos either look like there's no one. It's like a ghost town or, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden we heard this music and there's this band playing and like you couldn't get near them, but they were like in this, it was almost like they were playing in a window, but there was no window. And so this restaurant had it and people were coming out and, and, you know, Colorado is pretty open, like do your own thing. And I swear to God, all of us were just like, there's live music. There's live music. There's beer over there. There's live music, but there's live music. And it was just like all of us. And then it's like, don't get too close. Don't do, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you want to rush them. You don't even know who the band is, but they've got yeah. a beat. She's got a good <laughs> voice. And you just want to rush the stage. It's like you suddenly got totally punk on them and yet don't go near anybody. So it was a really weird, excited, but like, restricted feeling at the same time i know, you know? it was mad because we were still selling masks on the tour because it was a not november oh, just wow. one before so we were still selling masks and it was all kind of everyone <laughs> handing things over to distance um but but still all sweating out in the same club i mean it was it was a strange his tour but but for us just wonderful to be back in the room together um, yeah and just to be playing an instrument with someone else. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, right. I know. Because that's the other thing is just being alone. You know, but we did. We did a lot through the lockdown when I started the course. I met these two guys literally on the course. We were just put in a kind of breakout room together um, on a kind of boot camp. And basically, we've been writing together ever since. And one of them is in Brazil. And he does nice. a lot of music and he's in a heavy metal band and he's an incredible musician. And the other one is in Zurich, but um, he's from South oh, Africa. Wow. And he does kind of, he's big into the production, big production film score stuff. So we've kind of got together wow. and we've written eight songs now over Zoom, um, which is something pre-lockdown would never have even crossed my mind to, to even attempt <laughs> it's these global things you know it is this global connection that I think is so you know it's like you want the in-person right but the global things that have happened I know musicians who said actually I made more money because I was just doing my thing on my own <laughs> on zoom you know and getting people on Facebook lives I've actually made more money I didn't have to travel and some people yeah. were happy about it but majority not I'd say 90 percent were like I want back out and you know, because, you know, you get your albums out, but I always say go and really try to support the musicians directly. Like, so it when in regards to like your EP down the road, when you get the vinyl, like you, you're going to want that support big time. Yeah. Um, um, Spotify um, really doesn't pay musicians a nice paycheck <laughs> or anything for anything. So um, in regards to getting the EP, are you going to have like out or can people do it like a download from you that and it's digital download so they can either stream it live on spotify or through any of the digital platforms they can um, download it for what i just set it to whatever was the cheapest download price mm. just so people can keep it or they can mm. stream it i just want to get it out there and try and get more of a following for the music and hopefully when sort of part two, ep2 comes out people will buy in and hopefully by then everyone will have a turntable and go do you know what this could sound quite cool and then yeah. there'll be extra tracks so that's my plan I'm, they're just going to hear from me little and often through the year <laughs> yeah Liz, Liz Lenton is knocking on your door your I'm sound just door gently. I'm trying I'm just trying not to on your man. I'm just not <laughs> like you're gonna forget <laughs> yeah no I love it I love it I'm excited I'm like I'm so glad that you're okay and and uh, you know you. got through the pandemic but it, most importantly having new music and and good health that's the, those are those important things in life you know health yeah, first well, obviously think... but for us we're happy about the music too you know it's yeah. just uh, you know that's that's well, fantastic because when i didn't have good health for a little while i had the music <laughs> so uh, it kind of paid off didn't it but yeah, yeah. I'm, so pleased. I'm so pleased you like it because it's so weird when you've been particularly when you've been working in a bubble and then you suddenly put, put it out to the world it's like <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no yeah isn't that what but then you'll be able to play new music too going out on the road and are you getting back into I know you did a lot of community work in regards to uh younger youth musicians are um, you going to yeah, go I'm back to that working on that I don't know you probably missed there I'm going to flex now so if anybody doesn't like flexing, look away now. But I got a medal from the Queen in her last New Year's Honours. I've got a British Empire medal, which I can now use after my name, um, for music services in Lincolnshire. So that involves all the community music work that I've done there. Um, That's which amazing. Was absolutely mind-blowing. Actually, I thought it was a wind-up at first and didn't even reply. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, you didn't even reply? 
I didn't. I just thought that somebody winded me up. I'm not even going there. So it's uh, and then they kind of called me. I was like, mm, yeah, wow, thank wow. you. And so I took my sister to Buckingham Palace. That was interesting and very much fun. But I was still on crutches, so that was quite funny. Well, um, you didn't have to curtsy then. No, he didn't have to, didn't have to do any curtsying just as well. <laughs> See, that's the way to do it. Go in, go in with crutches, because then you can you've got an excuse for not doing things at the right time. Yeah, seriously, I was in a I was in a fluorescent pink lace trouser suit. You couldn't miss me. My blinking crutch that I was dragging around behind me, trying to not look. So that was um that was interesting. So I still have my youth choir, um, because to me that's what it's all about. It's it, these yeah. people. So I still have my youth choir, still working on a drumming project with the um African drummer that I've worked with for a long time, um, Sad Cano project. And I still got a music club. I've just reapplied for funding for the next two years, but we've just had a fantastic year. We did, oh God, what instrument did we do this year? It was noisy. I think it might have been ocarinas, but never again. It's going to be a quiet, <laughs> quiet instrument next year, but we pick a different <laughs> instrument each year. And then um, I still do the odd, you know, bits and pieces, workshop and training and lessons as I can fit them in, but I'm, this was on a kind of mission now to focus on music. I say, having had that time where it just all felt like it had disappeared. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? To start, turn it around. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, um, did you get to meet the Queen? I didn't meet the Queen, no, she wasn't very well. I did meet um, William oh. and Kate, who, uh, okay. um, well, Kate, I um, didn't really meet, meet them, <laughs> but we saw William and Kate there. And because uh, it was at a garden party, but no, she wasn't very well. <laughs> oh, I know that's it's so wild. She, like you she know, died, she yeah. she, yeah. I mean, she was a monarch for sure. It's yeah. I mean, I'm probably shouldn't. I mean, I'm not a huge royalist in in the kind of modern mm. sense, but I do appreciate that you know our monarchy and the royal family is a kind of historical tourism industry for us and you know it is history but it is history it's it part is. of history exactly that's what it is it i is think I, I mean it, to me it kind of almost goes with politicians and you know what i mean it's all kind of in that same it's boat and because i'm not a very big fan of politicians and politics anymore no. or any <laughs> of it i'm just tired of anybody telling us what to do and that's why yeah. we need music and that's yeah. why I love punk music too, because yeah. I just that's it that in really your face. <laughs> God save the queen. <laughs> yeah, oh, here we go, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's... So yeah, it's, it is. It's, it was a strange thing to happen, um, but it, but for me, it was you know. It, no, that is a privilege. It was all no, about like, the kids that I work with. Part of history, and that that is um, that is about getting like you know if someone's knighted and and things like that. It's 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 a um. A national accomplishment it's like here yeah. we have the kennedy center awards and there's things like the yeah. pulitzer prize and all of those things those are meaningful and it doesn't really matter whether or not you care about royalty and and that system because it is a system of stuff yeah but... that's what i mean a british empire i'm not really massive fan of the british empire but i'm thrilled with my british empire medal because it's for the kids that i work with okay oh, <laughs> that's where my yeah. head's at with it right no 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 but it's an accomplishment and like you said it is part of history and you know um yeah. i mean we have a huge movement of things that want to take history away and it's like no we need to see the good bad and the ugly we have to yeah. and exactly. uh, music has always been what tells the truth for music. sure 
music and culture and history is all wrapped into one. You know, I've done lots of work with kids on the history of music and, you know, how people, you know, first started and then it, how it became, um, you could use it for social change, etc. Mm. you know, when they were first allowed to sing certain hymns and certain things um, and how it changed and it became, you know, more accessible to the masses but people were making music you know before they were talking weren't they <laughs> yep exactly yeah um, birds do it too i mean it comes from nature it's connected with yeah. nature you know when yeah. you think about it so if you could meet someone in the past in regards to musical <laughs> influence that you could sit and jam with right yeah with your new ep let's go there who would who would you want to meet from the past you better not say the queen. <laughs> but no, not the queen. Well, I'm just I kidding. I was in music. I was going to say Billie Holiday. I mean, she Ooh. would be my, my dream sit down. Mm. Um, yeah, Billie Holiday would probably be my my, my dream jamming partner. <laughs> yeah, she's... Well, she had dynamics too. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's dynamics queen. She's the queen of phrasing. Um, queen, of, to me, of delivery. Uh, she was a And huge... she went places you didn't think that you're supposed to go she wasn't like a traditionalist you know what I mean and and Carmen McRae we were listening to Carmen McRae the other day because it was her birthday and for our big daily blend show and I was just listening to where she went and her voice was unexpected and I'm yeah. like man she did not do what you're supposed to do you, she went against like the rules and I think that's I like that I remember when I was in um school it was in we were in South Africa and I was in a guitar group and singing and and I could sing and the teacher told me stop because I would always slide things in and yeah. do like a little accent kind of thing no you're not supposed to do that accent huh. and I'm like uh, no what I, it puts no, so many people I'm doing up. and and so we had the concert so I behaved around her until we had the <laughs> concert and then half of the people got stage fright and I remember the one girl we were supposed to do a duet and the moth and moth kept flying around her head from the light this moth and so she kept shaking her head like this and I'm trying to sing and I'm looking at her going what's wrong with you <laughs> I did my accenting oh, there take and that you just did it. well you see oh. this is by my little youth choir they have they, we don't use any music they don't have to I don't set anything in stone we always work the songs where we just sing them together and then once we sang them through a few times and we've kind of got a group phrasing then we'll sit down and we we'll go okay this is kind of how you sing it now let's define it so we're all doing it the same but because I've worked with them regularly now it's really interesting two or three goes through and they start to pick up each other's meter and the phrasing and you know they know Ooh. how I kind of work now um it's very informal it's just me and a guitar with a bunch of kids it's not like a choir I'm not standing at the front waving a bat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's cool. And we work like that, but it's great. And, you know, it's their versions then of every song. It's not a set in stone uh, cover. And the same with the harmonies. The ones that can hold a harmony, I'll give a note to. But there's a lot of kids there with great little ears. And they can't give a part that I give them, but they can hear a, a counter melody, maybe not full harmony, but maybe a counter melody. So I just let them go with it. And they just make such a gorgeous sound. 
they, that's uh, awesome because yeah. that's creative and you're giving them like a, a rope to be a person you know room to be you know where sometimes when when it's like what we were just starting at the beginning of our conversation see we went full circle here good yeah. job for us <laughs> i'm talking about trying to edit before you get it yeah you know what i mean you've yes. got to get the heart and soul first if you yeah. start editing in the middle of it you you lose that excitement and that passion and that creative, you know. And oh, I know some I'm people use that line. We've got to get the heart in, and soul first before we edit. That's exactly yeah, because it's true. Because with the editing, like I know writers who teach doing the editing, and I'm like, yeah, well, you suck. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but there are people who are very very successful who do that, and um, people love their work. And, and so everybody has their process, I think. And that's yeah. something to, everybody is different. Um, so they don't really suck, but you know, and, and it's really, I think the editing process or production process in you guys' world, it, it's, it's difficult because you have to kill the babies. I mean, we had a videographer come on and talk about <laughs> yeah. things like, you know, whether it's a movie or a video commercial, you have to cut the babies or even a presentation something that you're really passionate about sometimes yeah. has to be just taken away and shelved for a separate project. But if you're so yeah. excited about it and you have to cut it out, you're like, well, <sighs> wait, wait. but sometimes you have to cut the babies, you know? That's yeah. Mean. No, I know. It's mean, but, it sounds like Halloween. You know, you say, there's, there's kind of time and place. It doesn't all ha have to be so set in stone. We had a project um, in the UK called Sing Up, which ran for about three mm -hmm. years. And we managed to get into virtually every single primary school in the country and um, encourage the children to sing at least once every day. This was oh. kind of the whole premise and the whole project. But it was so difficult getting some, you know, some kids to sing out loud because they'd been told, oh, you're deaf or you're you know, you're too you can't loud. carry a tune you're in the bucket. Loud. I hate that saying. And um, and it, we just we just wanted to make it natural for every you know for every kid to just be able to sing and do their thing. <laughs> you know, I think that's important because it gives you um, a backbone. You know, even if you, there's something there's something about like they say about you know dancing while no one watches you. Yeah. You know, it feels good, and if we don't do that, it's like you need to be able to no matter what you sound like to you it's like it's a self-confidence thing and yeah. dancing and music if anything boosts music and it's personal that's what i was saying about your album your your ep is it's personal and it's intimate and something we can all relate to and it's all gonna like as soon as you know you listen to somebody else's music i listen to the album, it becomes mine now sorry but you <laughs> you gave it to me you. <laughs> you know it's mine now that's not you now it's me and I'm going to use it for what I want to use it for. And that's what happens because it's this message work, right? And so for kids and for anybody to get out there and sing a song there, do it the way you want to do it. You want to take this down, down low instead of high? Yeah. Who's exactly. to tell you no if it makes you that. feel good? There's, I say there's groups, if you want to stand there, 50 of you all in a line and sing the same, that's fine. But that's not what we do here. Is it just this particular group? It, it is all inclusive. It's always been all inclusive, mm. but now it's officially all inclusive, which I find quite funny because it has always been all inclusive anyway. Um, but it's just, it really is about the fact that, you know, there are other 
at places you can go if you want a more rigid approach. It's just it doesn't work for my group because <laughs> that's not me. Liz Lenton is being a punk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, it has been a real pleasure catching up with you again. Can't wait for the next EP. Everybody watch for that at the end of summer, beginning of fall and keep up with Liz again. Uh, we'll go to her website and she's on Spotify. So type in auburn.org.uk uh, for her website. Also, Instagram is Auburn Band UK. If you go follow her there and um, of course, go get it wherever you can. Are you going to be on Bandcamp too with this? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, not with the digital because Bandcamp is is that not for selling things? But hopefully it will be. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be on, on yeah, Bandcamp because they actually pay musicians. It's meant yeah. to be. I've gone through these straight kids. It's meant to be on every single platform that will take. Oh, it's it. probably going to be there. Yeah, it'll probably hopefully. be there. Well, everyone, again, uh, keep up with Liz. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. You take care and uh, best wishes for some good, more, more good shows and more music. Thank you. And no editing. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Sometimes Sometimes I don't